Hey friends, thanks for listening to the City Network Podcast. We're so glad you're here. Before we get to the episode, I want to take a moment to tell you about the Soul Care Prayer Summit happening April 22nd to 24th up at Quaker Hill in McCall. The summit is for men and women who serve as leaders and missionaries in the Treasure Valley. This is a space created for you as a visionary leader to hear from God and care for your soul. And it's not just for pastors. It's for anyone who has a vision for kingdom transformation in their sphere of influence. We want to create a space for you and your spouse to pray over that and to pray for our valley together as a unified church trying to reach our communities with the gospel. We're also helping with childcare this year, so let us know on the registration form if that's a need for your family. Go to thecitynetwork.org slash soulcare to register. And now for today's episode. Like Josh was saying, I think we'll probably repeat many times before we're done, just looking at what's God up to in this space and um, how do we follow where God's, where God's leading. And it was, yeah, and not being too scared to lean into what felt like conflict pretty early in our, in our little baby church life. You're listening to the City Network Podcast. Our mission is to grow and multiply healthy churches in the Treasure Valley and beyond. Head to thecitynetwork.org for more info on our initiatives to catalyze church transformation and church planting. Here's today's podcast. All right. Hey, everybody. Uh, Welcome to the City Network podcast. I am not your host, Robert Frazier uh, or Josh Branham. My name is Alyssa Statlander, and I'm the communications director at the City Network. And I get to hang out here this summer um, and do a little summer series for the podcast featuring different church planters um, from the City Network um, who've recently planted churches here in Boise. Um, So today we are starting out with our friends from Resurrection Covenant Boise. Um, We have Josh Kramer and April Coleman. Um, April is on the leadership team um, and in pastoral ministry at Resurrection Covenant, and Josh is the lead pastor there. They planted in 2021, and we are going to talk all about their journey, um, what they experienced, where they struggled, bright spots along their way, all that stuff today. Hey, guys, uh, welcome, and thanks for jumping in. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah. I'm so, so excited to have you guys on. So uh, we're just going to jump right into it. Um, I, if you wouldn't mind just starting out, introducing yourself a little bit, telling us what your role is at Resurrection Covenant, um, and we'll start there. Sweet. Yeah, I'm Josh Kramer, uh, lead pastor at Resurrection Covenant, lead and founding pastor. Um, and yeah, we've been doing that for uh, a couple of years now. Um, and I was on staff at another church for 12 and a half years. So here in Boise, so longtime pastor here in Boise and, um, love what, love what we're doing. So awesome. Yeah. And I'm April Coleman and I'm serving as associate pastor at RCB and have been on uh, staff there for about a year. Um, so I wasn't, I, I got in, just before we launched uh, from from the the start, but 
Josh was really the boots on the ground from the very beginning. Awesome. Well, thank you. Um, So then speaking of boots on the ground from the very beginning, um, Mm -hmm. would love to hear just kind of the like, we'll get into it later, but for now, just like the spark notes version of the story of your church plant, um, give us a little bit about like why you chose to begin um, and what that experience has been like for you. Yeah. um, (laughs) We chose to begin really because um, uh, God was real clear um, with us that this was kind of the next thing that he was doing with us. So I, again, I'd been on staff at a church in town for 12 and a half years uh, and then 2016 and 2020 and all of that happened. And it was like, wow, um, this became a chaotic thing. And the, the, there's lots to tell in the longer version of that story, but a couple key moments. One was I got real sick. I had mono all of 2020 and just was asking God, what are, what are we supposed to be doing? And a lot of that related to some unhealthy leadership culture at the church I was at. Um, and then uh, through kind of discernment and, and uh, talking with the leadership there, um, I ended up being released from that role at the beginning of 2021. And so um, at that point, I started meeting with a group uh, of folks just to pray over God, what do you have for us now? And, you know, we're in the middle of COVID. Um, there's all the political stuff happening in 2020 um, and 2021. And, um, and so it was a real time of just sitting with the Lord and discerning. And out of that process, um, we heard pretty clearly um, plant a church. And so uh, that's kind of where we ended up landing. And, um, it has been just a joy uh, mm-hmm. in really surprising ways. April uh, is one of those surprises. We didn't, I didn't know April when we um, planted initially. And uh, she came to a couple of our early like gathering and greeting kinds of things. And um, we, April's one, but we have had so many just amazing people come and join what we're doing. And I constantly am looking around going, God, you're bringing some incredible people who is revealing you and bearing your image in really unique and wonderful ways. Um, so I kind of feel like my role in April, I think, feels the same. We've talked about um, like we're just kind of looking around going, how do we help these people fit and like use their gifts and flourish in the ways that God is inviting them to do at RCB? So it's it's just a it's just a joy right now. No, oh, that's great. April, what's that? What has all that been like for you? Yeah. So like Josh said, we didn't know each other (laughs) Uh, in in 2020 when this was all launching. And then by 21, I like almost every other member of our leadership team had said, like, I will never be a part of a church plant. Um, And then (laughs) we all found (laughs) ourselves helping lead this new church plant. Um, Prior to getting connected with Josh, I was leading an online book club. It had started in 2020. We'd started reading um, a book, Be the Bridge by Latasha Mm -hmm. Wilson. And then just every month we just couldn't get enough. And it had become kind of a little, like a church. Um, uh, It was our church at that time. And, um, but people were looking for, for church. So um, when we found out what Josh was doing, and we were also really interested in the denomination that we've planted with, which is the Evangelical Covenant Church. And so lots of us were 
interested in partnering with them. And when we found out what Josh was doing, it was kind of, kind of a no brainer that God was leading us that way. Even though we had all said like, we're not going to church plant. That's not for us. <laughs> That's great. And I should... It's so funny that God always seems to do that. Like the minute you're like, I'm never doing that. <laughs> God is like, okay. We'll I, see. I, I really enjoy Robert and I love what the city network is doing. And I would go to events and be like, I'm so glad that they exist. And I'm so grateful that I'm never planting a church. <laughs> and then, and then uh, kind of the week that uh, I was let go from my previous church, I called Robert and I was like, Hey man, like, is this a good idea? Cause I'd never done any of the work necessary to prepare myself to church plant. <laughs> like, is this just really dumb? Um, but he talked me through it. Obviously, Robert, being Robert, is just so gracious and helpful. Um, I was really glad to have him kind of on board. That's awesome. Oh, thanks, thanks you guys for sharing that. Um, so we're going to start next, just getting into it a little bit. Um, what would you say has been some of the like really like some specific struggles Um, You know, it's sometimes easy when we talk about church planning to be like, here's all the ways God was moving and we were okay. And that's true. Um, But, you know, sometimes hearing about other people's struggles is actually more encouraging. Um, So I'd love to hear some of some of those things that you struggled through and all that. I feel like the light is moving like just at the right moment here. It is. Um, so right onto my face. It's perfect. <laughs> Just as I can talk about struggles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think one for me, I'll let April go next, but I think one for me is um, just what I was just mentioning, like church planting um, was not ever something that I was like prepared for or felt actually for a long time, never felt called to. It just like, it just became immediately apparent that that's what God was doing. And then it was like, oh, shoot, like, (laughs) what am I doing? And like part of my own wrestle with, um, with feeling like I was not called to plant a church was that I didn't feel like my gifts lined up with, with church planting. Hmm. Um, Like I, I like to study and teach. Um, I like to sit with people in their pain um and i like to like ponder that none of that's very entrepreneurial mm-hmm. uh none of it is like leadership kinds of stuff like i lead i mean april will tell you like when i lead a like a team meeting it's like are we ever going to finish like <laughs> are we going to get to the points that you know we need to get to um so i always felt kind of like um i don't really have the necessary skills gifts etc to to do the necessary work to plant so um i felt really out of my depth um yeah and i still constantly feel totally out of my depth Mm. in terms of things like leadership getting things um like really necessary things done um yeah yeah how would you say um like what have been some ways that you've practiced working through that? Uh, I think, I think the number one for me has been um, just getting the right people around. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, I should say like, there's two. 
Like there's one and one A, like getting the right people um, there. And then um, the other, I think for me is just settling into who I am and what God is doing and just going, well, okay, then this is the kind of church plant it's going to be. It's not going to be um, an entrepreneurial thing. It's not going to be, it's just not going to be that because that's mm-hmm. not who I am. Yeah. And just being comfortable with that um, and, and comfortable in a Jesus direction, right? Like, uh, like, okay, Jesus, this is what you're doing and you've created me and you've designed this thing. So, um, we spent, I mean, this is going deeper into this, but like we spent a lot of time at the end of, of Isaiah in our leadership team at the very, very beginning. And it was real clear, like God is the one who speaks new things into existence. And God is the one who provides streams in the desert. God is the one who makes have straight like it's just not it's just not my job and so um just learning to settle into okay if things don't go the way i expect or other people expect that's going to be fine we're going to live with that and god's going to be the one to decide success or failure of this mm-hmm. kind of thing yeah that's great thank you how about for you april yeah um what came to mind with this particular question is we kind of went through a little bit of a rough patch season as a community pretty early on around the topic of um, human sexuality, which is (laughs) enough to rattle any church community. Uh Um, It's like easy stuff to talk about, you know? Sure. Yeah. We just thought, you know, let's just, yeah, hit the easy things first. (laughs) Um, And (laughs) So there was some some conflict that we had to work through. There was just um, lots of questions that we had to talk about as a community and as a leadership. And um, there were some partnerships that we had with other churches in the area that it seemed that the best thing to do moving forward was to change how those looked. And so there was a lot to that that felt like pr- pretty early in our church, you know, little baby church life, we were having to navigate and I think the biggest thing that was a struggle for, for me and probably for our leadership is we weren't um, embodying transparency the way that we had said that, that we wanted to. So as a leadership, we wanted to be really transparent. We wanted to walk people through the processes that we were going through. And I think we, looking back, (laughs) realized we hadn't been doing that. So there was a lot of humility and, um, apologizing really and seeking forgiveness that we needed to do, but then also trying to, to change that course a little bit moving forward. So that was a, not that it by any means we're done and we've got it all figured out. So if y'all want to know what to um, to do and say, <laughs> we've got it down. That's definitely not what I'm saying, but um, not just on that topic, but moving forward, how to do that in a transparent and authentic way for us as a leadership and as a community. Uh, I'm grateful for it now looking back, but when we were in it, man, I was, it was not my favorite. (laughs) Yeah. And just learning how to like lean into that hard stuff right out of the gate. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, uh, like Josh was saying, I think we'll probably repeat many times before we're done, just looking at what's God up to in this space and um, how do we follow where God's, where God's leading. And it was, yeah. And not being too scared to lean into what felt like conflict pretty early in our, in our little baby church life. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Yeah. Um, All right. So taking 
and we both of you have talked about this a little bit. Um, you can, you know, see how those bright spots are woven throughout the darkness. Um, and sometimes that almost makes those things feel brighter. Um, the darkness makes the good things feel better. Um, so can you talk a little bit about those bright spots and like little successes that you found um, alongside the the struggles? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll start. And um, one of the things that's just beautiful about planting a church is that everything can feel kind of like an experiment and people are <laughs> on board with that. Like you're not trying to shift this culture that's really ingrained and has been established for a long time. So um, people are pretty much open to trying new things and mm-hmm. say, you know, we can say like, we're going to try this for six months or a year and we're going to yeah. see how that works and get a lot of feedback. And then we'll shift and adjust as we need to. And one of the ways we've been able to do that is just in intergenerational ministry. We are definitely a multi-generational church awesome. from not just from kids to adults, but among the age range of adults. And we've been able to do some creative things with ministry to help connect people across generational lines and within generational lines. And that's been so fun to try some different things than any of us had really experienced in church Mm -hmm. things before. So um, for me, that's been one of the really bright spots, but that's because we can say like, Hey, we're going to try this new thing. And people for the most part are like, okay, let's give it a shot. Yeah. I love that. Can you share like one of those, one of the things that you did? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're doing that's different already out the gate that from the first day we started was we alternate Sundays. Um, so we have a more traditional worship service on one Sunday. And then on the other Sunday, we do small groups. Um, and we're looking at the gospels together in those groups, we call them Emmaus groups. And so one of the things we did is rather than have just kids Emmaus groups, and this is relatively new since Easter, is each adult Emmaus group rotates in to hang out with the kids oh, on cool. a Sunday. So they're all the kids and all the adults are getting to hang out with each other over the course mm-hmm. of like a few months. And that was definitely different. And definitely some people were like, I don't do kids ministry. And so casting the vision for this isn't kids ministry. This is intergenerational discipleship um, took some, some work, but for, like I said, for the most part, people were pretty excited about it and we're almost done where every group has rotated through. Um, And it's been a great, I think, discipleship experience for everyone so far. That's awesome. I love that. I have never heard of anybody doing anything like that. So yeah, we hadn't either. <laughs> we asked around it like with our denomination and in our uh-huh. conference. And I had asked people who are in charge of like children's or youth ministry. And they're like, we've never heard of anyone doing anything like that before. Let us know how it goes. <laughs> That's funny. And April, April was a good kind of creative pioneer. She was like, let's, let's try this. I was a little hesitant, but she went <laughs> and kind of drove it forward. And I'm glad she did. It was really cool. The other, the other thing just to add that I love that we do with kids and actually everybody who shows up and experiences this loves that we do it is, um, on those Emmaus Sundays, we gather back together and everybody shares, um, what they've learned or their Mm -hmm. takeaways from Mm -hmm. there. Um, and, and the kids are always the first ones to share. So we're getting the experience of the kids know, Hey, this is my 
like this is my community and I can share what God's teaching me and my voice is valuable mm-hmm. um, to the whole community. And so I like, I love the way we do. <laughs> Our kids are more important than April and I are at this stage, yeah, like for sure. <laughs> in the community. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And just like cultivating that environment where the kids know that it's like, we don't have to go over here in the corner. Yeah. Like we're a vital part of the whole worship experience. That's so important. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Awesome. Well, I've got one more question for you before we wrap it up. Um, Josh, you've talked about this a little bit, um, but I would love to hear about how like partnership um, with either with the city network or with other community members, partners, um, how that's been for you. Um, how have you been supported by community? Um, and what, what has that looked like for you in your planting process? Yeah. Like, like I mentioned, Robert was like my first phone call, Mm -hmm. um, and just has been a huge support and help and just good friend, uh, along the path. So that's been really cool. Um, and he's, yeah, he's just supportive, encouraging, um, and with, a, he's a, just a phenomenal resource for mm. all kinds of things. Church planting being one of them. Um, I can't, I mean, among other things, he's helped us get involved with like, how's your neighbor, um, uh, working on housing insecurity in the city, um, uh, solid creative built our website, um, uh, what else is, I mean, again, just a good encouragement. Um, so Robert's been a huge gift. Um, we're grateful. We started uh, meeting at uh, Cornerstone Church. John Thompson was a real gift. Um, when I, I mean, immediately when I uh, was released from my previous church, John gave me a call and he said, hey, I've got an extra office space if you need a place to store your books and just hang out. Um, and then we met there for a season. Um, so that's been great. Um, uh, Pastor Ross of St. Paul has been a real gift um, for me, kind of emerging out of 2020 and looking around going, uh, I don't like, I don't know who to learn from in pastoral ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pastor Ross has been one that, um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a faithful, great teacher of the word um, uh, and just has been a real support to us. So we're meeting at St. Paul in the afternoons now. Um, and yeah, they've been a, a generous uh, host for us. Um, yeah, we're, we're working on some projects with them too. Um, so I think those would be some, some key ones. Yeah. Um, uh, April, am I missing anybody? I'm sure I'm missing somebody, but like those have been some real significant partners for us. Yeah, we've had a lot of great support locally. And then also we've had, um, we have a, a denomination that we planted with. So we have yeah. a lot of um, really great support from them, from, so they're huge on supporting the pastor in general, but then also planting and walking with us, you know, closely, but um, others locally, I know for me being a woman in this role. So there's been some others that are, have been really significant for me locally that have just kind of come alongside me and encouraged me. And, um, some friends out of E3 church in CUNA have done that for me. And then, yeah, they're uh, great out there. 
Yeah, they're awesome. And um, Ben Kramer, who's a pastor at the Amity campus for Cathedral of the Rockies, has always been a champion for me. So um, those have been invaluable just for me personally. But um, yeah, as a church overall, it's just been awesome to see the just ecumenical and like interdenominational um, support that Boise has. And I know that, well, I hear that hasn't always been the case. And there's been a lot of work on the part of City Network to make it a real collaborative yeah. culture here. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's like, that always seems so exciting to me too, when you can just like see how everybody's like partnering together and supporting each other in a in a place where it could easily be like very competitive and icky yeah. for lack of a better word. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I do- I oh, just sorry, throw, throw in one more. I just want to add yeah, uh, Bob. Bob Hyatt has been a, a real help to us and did my initial church plan training and um, and has come and done some leadership workshop with our leadership team too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. I yeah, we love Bob. Leaving Bob out. Yeah. Bob was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. I just had one more thought jump in my mind I want to ask you about before we go. Um, can you talk about how it was planting with a denomination? Because I know a lot of our city network plants are just like non-denominational um so i'd love to hear a little bit about how that went for you yeah um i'll just start with the story like we're again the denomination we planted with is the evangelical covenant church or just the covenant um and i had not heard of the covenant or at least had no like place in my brain for the covenant Mm -hmm. when we started planting in 2021 and um, God just kind of threw like breadcrumb after breadcrumb in front of us until we were like, we really have to make a phone call. Like I had books <laughs> that I was reading were by covenant pastors and books in my office, like of the covenant book of worship. Like, I don't know where this came from. I still don't know where it came from. <laughs> um, and all that. kinds of connection points. So, um, so we were like, I guess we should make a phone call. And the covenant has just been a real gift to us. Um, uh, among other things, like, Again, like we love Boise, we love church, like the church in Boise, God's God's bride in Boise. Um, but we looked around and went, are there places where um, we as a leadership can submit to women and people of color? Um, and it's like, well, there's a bunch, there's a lot of good, faithful white men who are church leaders in Boise, and so that's just really difficult to submit to women and people of color. And we looked around and the covenant was a place where we could do that. So it became easy for us to consider partnering. And they have just been, um, I mean, there's appropriation. So they have given us, you know, money, to seed money to get started. Um, but that's like the very beginning of what they've done. Like they pray for us. They were the only covenant church in Idaho. So they, they consider us just like, April and I showed up at a, at a regional meeting and they, we felt like rock stars. Everybody was like, <laughs> hey, you're the Idaho guys. Like, <laughs> I love so that. They're so excited to have us. And um, they have been down, like, um, the director of church planning comes down, he's preached for us and um, done workshops with us. And then um, uh, the associate director has come out, national director of discipleship has come out, and all these people have preached and, like, supported. And, like, they've just been really generous with us. I really want to see us succeed uh, and do well. And April's done, I haven't done any of these things yet, but April's done like 
their anti-racism discipleship pathway and um, some other stuff with that. I mean, they just really, really, April, anything you want to add to that? I mean, they've just been generous with us. Yeah, no, there's a lot of, they, they're really serious about their investment. Um, They're not just, it's not lip service in any, you know, by any means. And I'm sure that there are other denominations or other networks that function this way, but for us to get connected with them felt like just such a gift. So when we showed up at that meeting and felt like rock stars, but also just felt like, Oh, this is home. We were, we were really welcomed there. And it was just an overall really great fit uh, for submission and vision of RCB to be partnered with, with the covenant. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think I've heard of that denomination before. So I'll have to look into it myself. I love that. Yeah. Chances are you've heard like some of like, yeah, their leaders or their pastors, you've heard of them. They, they write books and they're involved mm-hmm. kind of across the country or world. But uh, yeah, it was the same with us. We had not heard of them, but when we started that book club in 2020, we looked and we're like, oh, these people all are something <laughs> church. And um, we were excited to, to partner. Cool. Yeah. The, the covenant has been one of the leaders, se- several of their thought leaders have been leading in this kind of anti-racism uh, space. So a lot of their white pastors are writing significant books on how to redisciple the white church and their pastors of color and leaders of color are leading the way. And like, here's how you get involved in, and cool. uh, your church. So, yeah, it's been great. That's awesome. Thank you guys. Well, that's been great. Um, it's been great talking with you to close. Can you each give me like a one sentence word of advice, encouragement for church people, people planting a church? Yeah, I think, I think for me, it would be something like, I'll never get this wording right, but I'm going to try, but something like, um, let Jesus define your success and mm. let it be about him. Mm. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Mine won't be that good, but <laughs> I think making this a team effort. So not about one lead pastor or pastoral team even, but a real a good team and that the team might look different than you think it will. Yeah. Uh, what are you talking about? That's April? Good. That's great. That was equally good. Both are great. Those will preach. Um, awesome, you guys. Well, thank you again so much um, for joining us on the podcast. Um, if you want to hear more about the City Network, you can go to thecitynetwork.org um, or follow us on Instagram at the City Network. And then um, what is the Resurrection Covenant website? Resurrectionboise.org. Perfect. So go there, resurrectionboise.org, if you want to hear more about RCB, um, and you can get connected there. All right. Thanks, everybody. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, Alyssa. Thanks for listening to the City Network Podcast. If you have any comments or questions, join the discussion on our Facebook group at thecitynetwork.org slash group. Or sign up at the website to subscribe to updates from our blog and podcast.